everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Curing My Stage Fright. I'm Julie. I'm very excited to share this project uh, with anyone who wants to listen. In each episode, I'll be interviewing some cool people from around New Jersey and maybe even beyond, talking about experiences with stage fright and performance anxiety. Uh, To kick off the first episode, I sat down with someone who is very near and dear to my heart, someone I've known for 27 years now. Uh, Her name is Julie Keefe. She is a musician, music educator, aspiring comedy writer. Um, She's very familiar with stage fright and was eager to share some stories with me about her experiences. Um, I hope you all enjoy the first episode. I'll see you on the other side. What's that thing called where everything that can go wrong will go wrong oh uh murphy's law right yes that's it murphy's law um we kind of ran into a lot of that last week uh we tried to record but i was sick you showed up kind of sick um what else there oh there was that baby yeah the uh the neighbor baby was was uh crying a lot and and they also were like my neighbors must have been like hanging art or something because there was like this like drilling just like echoing we tried our best though yeah we tried as hard as we could um but we decided to postpone the record and now we're back uh you know you're still gonna be my first guest though right oh no way yeah so technically i've already done another interview but your episode is uh still gonna be released first am i okay wait i know i'm not the host but am i allowed to ask you a question <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make an exception. How come I'm the, the first guest? Do you think you're not first guest material? I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of pressure, like setting the whole tone for your show, having to make a good first impression. Okay, I'm gonna interrupt you real fast. Your job title is literally director of first impressions. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. You, uh, unfortunately did walk yourself into it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's just so like, I don't know, like I love my job, but it's such a funny title. Like, what does it even mean? And I feel like a lot of the time I'm just like a glorified receptionist and I know that's not true. And I know that if anybody from my job hears me talking like this, they'd be like, no, Julie, you're so special. You do so much more and you help change these kids' lives. And I appreciate that. And I agree with that sometimes. Um, but at its core, like on my worst days at work, I feel like I'm just doing customer service. Well, it's actually cool that you say that because, uh, I have a hot take that actually kind of will segue us into the topic of the show. And it is that customer service is performance. Oh, absolutely. Like needing to be on all the time, uh, needing to be prepared to answer any question, having that customer is always right mentality, even if (laughs) they're they're not. not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've been answering phones and doing like clerk slash receptionist slash secretarial stuff since I was like 16 years old. Um, and in a lot of ways it can be deeply fulfilling. Like when you have customers or clients with whom you really connect and who ask you about your day, even when they're no, they're under no obligation to, um, those moments are are really nice. Yeah. And especially where I work now. So like I work full time at a school. Um, and everybody there is super cool and some of my coworkers have become my best friends now and all the students are really interesting and the parents are usually very kind so I'm very lucky in that regard um, but you're right that the always having to be on is very performative and it is fulfilling in some ways um, but it's definitely not the same as you know performing on a stage or putting together a, like a creative project 
Right. Like, like you're not getting the same return on your investment. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, but I would imagine that anyone who works for someone else is going to, um, experience that feeling. Well, so that's how I feel in a lot of ways too. Um, that's partly why, and I know I'm the host, but I'm going to talk about myself for a moment. Um, that's partly why I'm starting this podcast. Like it's a project I get to do for myself. I get to talk to people and help people share their stories. Um, and I think that if it does well, or even if it doesn't, it'll still be really fulfilling to put a lot of work into something that's purely my own creation, um, and to have control over it, not to sound like super egotistical, but like the thought of having something that is truly my own, uh, is going to be really cool. Right. No. And that's why it's insane that you want me of all people to be the first guest <laughs> on your super awesome self-empowering podcast. Okay. Listen, if you say one more self-deprecating thing, I'm kicking you out and you'll never have this opportunity again. Hey, uh, third Julie, just popping in. I could totally put an ad break here one day. That'd be pretty cool. I just needed something to break up the conversation a little bit. Uh, hope you guys are having a nice time listening. So far, stay tuned till the end. Alright. So I want to talk about your resume a little bit because, uh, <sighs> okay, yeah, let's go for it. Well, cause you do this thing where you like, don't realize how accomplished you are. I, okay. Right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am resisting the urge to fight back on that. And I appreciate that, uh, because I know accepting compliments is hard, but, um, anyway, you are a person who has a lot of self-proclaimed stage fright and nerves surrounding performance. Um, and I've known you for a long time and I can definitely attest to that, but I will challenge you and say that your stage fright is not nearly as bad as you think it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gotten way better, I would say pretty recently. Like when we were kids, I was really shy in middle school and high school. Um, I remember being really quiet and always being afraid of being judged. And I was in band, so I was like a huge nerd. Um, but I think that there was always a part of me that really wanted to be putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just didn't know how. Um, so like when I was in fourth grade, uh, me and some of my friends wrote a play based on the boxcar children book series. Do you oh remember? yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I remember we read a bunch of them. Um, and we wrote this play and got our classmates to perform it. And it's not like anyone assigned us to do it, or at least I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it was just something we wanted to do because it would be fun. And our fourth grade teacher was awesome. And, and she just let us do it. Do you remember being nervous about sharing the play with your classmates or like performing in it? Not really. I honestly don't really remember a lot of it aside from that it happened. Um, I think in fourth grade when you're still like nine, ten years old, uh, you're not really as afraid um, of stuff as, as you're going to become. Like this is going to sound terrible, but kids who are that age, like nine, 10, 11 are, uh, terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, I think it's because they haven't developed the intense fear of judgment <laughs> that happens to you when you're like in middle school and high school. Um, and you start developing your own thoughts and ideas and like having crushes on people and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so they just have this weird confidence that scares me, which like, uh, sounds kind of sad <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, but you think, as you got older, then you started getting more nervous about performing stuff and like putting your ideas out into the world. Oh, absolutely. Like I still had the urge to share, but I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't know how. Um, but I think that music really helped me get some of it out. Like playing in my school's band, like I did concert band and marching band. 
um all that stuff was was really good for me yeah okay so let's talk about that um we actually yeah i introduced this whole segment by saying let's talk about your resume um and you managed to successfully derail me (laughs) oh no did i i wow i totally didn't mean to do that you are seconds away from being thrown out of my home studio (laughs) my producer and bouncer oakley will happily kick you out he weighs nine pounds and he has claws i'm not joking i yeah i didn't think you were okay so anyway you just mentioned you did band in middle school and high school uh you're a percussionist right yeah well i played flute for two years in fifth and sixth grade um but that barely counts um and percussion has been my main thing since um i was seventh grade so i was like 12 Okay, so in addition to that, and please tell me if I'm missing anything, um, you also did three years of a drum and bugle corps outside of school. You marched with an indoor percussion group for a year. You're going to have to explain to me what the heck that is later. Um, You've taught marching band and indoor percussion for like eight years. You played in your college concert band. You played in a brass band. You do community bands. uh, And recently you started (laughs) doing open mics for music and for stand-up comedy. Okay, yeah, so I guess hearing it all spoken out like that, it is a lot. Um, it, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, so this is what I'm saying. For someone who has so much anxiety surrounding performance, you've really put yourself in a lot of situations in which you've uh, had to perform. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I've always had the urge to do it. And I think that band settings have been a good um, sort of happy medium for me because it's not like me just up there doing something alone. Um, doing these music open mics and the stand-up open mics have really been some of the first times in which I've been performing truly on my own. Um, or like sometimes I'll have someone accompanying me, but I'll be, um, singing on my own. So this has been pretty scary, but it's also super recent that I've started doing that stuff. How, uh, recently? I started doing stand-up, I think in September or October of 2022. So it's been maybe like six months since I did my first open mic. Oh, nice. Yeah, it still makes me nervous every time, but um, there's a huge community around both music and stand-up in northern New Jersey, which is really awesome. Um, and everyone there is really supportive, and I've made a lot of friends, which is something that I've always loved about doing band, too. Just, like, meeting new people and making friends who are all pursuing the same stuff. Um, I know you just said before that doing band was a happy medium for you because you weren't alone performing. Um, but did you still ever get nervous in any of the bands that you played in? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, if I ever had like a solo or a really exposed part, I would get super nervous about it. Um, but then there was also this thing where I knew that if I didn't go for it, like if I tried to pass off a solo part to another person, I would be really regretful about it. Um, so there's that thing again of like having this urge to perform in spite of how nervous I would get about actually having to do it. Um, and also what's, oh, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I was. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I was just going to say that playing with the brass band specifically was, like, always really scary to me. I would get the worst nerves I've ever gotten going to those rehearsals for probably the first few years of playing with the group. Uh, how long did you play with them for? So I started when I was 19, and uh, technically I still play with them, like, once a year, usually for a holiday concert or something, which is really nice. Um, but I played with them for the whole band season um, for a couple years in a row, and that was super cool. Uh, we would always go to this competition every year in Indiana, and I got to see some friends who I actually played with in drum corps, and like, they were like in competing bands, but I knew them from doing drum corps. Um, and so the whole community aspect of it was really cool, and it makes me feel very warm and fuzzy. Like Even just thinking about it right now is like, 
I don't know. It's really nice. It makes me really happy. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, so that part of it was always really nice. Um, but when I started with the band, like in my first year with them, I was so terrified. Um, I had been recommended by my college concert band director, um, I guess because the brass band director needed a timpanist, um, which is insane that I got recommended because my concert band was like seven kids. I didn't particularly think I was that good, but um, I guess, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, the brass band director must just be super desperate. <laughs> um, and I got there and I remember I was like the only kid. I mean, when you're 19, I guess you're not really a kid, but I was like the youngest person there. I think I was the only person there who didn't have a music degree. Um, everybody else was from like either Rutgers or um, like other schools around New Jersey. And they already had degrees or they were studying music professionally. Um, and it was so intimidating. And I remember feeling so out of place there. And I was like, what? Like, why did I get recommended here? Um, and I, I don't know. I don't remember, like, so I remember this thing where one time I was, I was stressing out. We had this competition. Um, and it was me and three other percussionists who mm -hmm. are friends of mine now, I would say. Um, but at the time they were so intimidating and they were all, nobody was like mean to me or anything. I was just so scared to be around them because I thought it was bad. Um, and I remember talking on the phone to my boyfriend at the time before one of our competitions and I was telling him like, I think I'm going to quit. I don't know. I just like feel so tense all the time. I feel so nervous. I feel like I'm, everybody's taking pity on me and I'm not mm -hmm. actually that good. And uh, I was going off to him about that on the phone and I went back into my dorm because I was at, still in college and my roommate Caitlin was like did I hear you say that you are thinking about quitting brass band and I was like yeah it just makes me nervous all the time I'm there I feel like I'm I'm really bad at it and I gave her the whole same spiel and she was like well you know you talk about it all the time and you're always like really looking forward to going and when you come back from your rehearsals you always talk about how much fun you had um and that really that conversation really turned things around for me, I think. Because um, I'm not, I'm generally not like a, a quitter. I would say that if I commit to something, I really try to see it through. Mm -hmm. um, but that was like the first time I ever felt like I was like, I have to quit something because I'm, it's eating away at me every time I go. I feel really nervous. And I was forgetting about the, the positive payoff that I guess, you know, I needed to be reminded by somebody else that like, hey, no, you actually talk about it all the time. You actually really like it. Um, and think, you know, thankfully we had that conversation because I, you know, it, it, being in that band kind of, um, opened the door to a lot of other opportunities. I made a lot of friends. I still play with them. Like I said, sometimes we'll do like a holiday concert or something. Um, so that was a big, that was a big moment for me in, in learning how to power through my stage fright in that regard is like realizing that like, even though there's all of these negative aspects where I'm nervous all the time, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Um, powering through that made it, 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 it's deeply rewarding to, to power through that sort of, that sort of feeling, I guess is the moral of the story. Yeah. And I mean, I've even heard, um, like, like, I think that there's going to be a level of imposter syndrome, uh, that, any person, no matter how famous or successful, um, or qualified they are, um, is going to feel, um, like 
how do I describe it? Like, I remember reading an interview with uh, Bill Hader one time, and he's like, you know, he's super, I think he's super funny. Um, and every week before Saturday Night Live, apparently he would be like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. I'm too scared. I don't want to do it. Um, and like, meanwhile, he's getting up there. Everybody's laughing at him. Um, he's so funny. He's so skilled. Um, and yet for years and years and years, he would think, I don't want to do this. Um, so I think that that's a really good point that you're bringing up about just having to power through all the negative stuff to get to, um, you know, the inner, the inner goodness of, of why it's, it's fulfilling to perform in the first place. Yeah, totally. And it's not like I, it's not like I think I've gotten better necessarily. Like, like my whole thing was like, oh, I think I'm really bad. I don't think I'm good enough to be in this band. Uh, which first of all, if I wasn't good enough, I would have gotten kicked out. So like, I don't know why I was so worried about it. Um, I guess it's like you were saying, like the imposter syndrome thing. Like, I don't think I'm, I think sometimes I think I'm, I'm good. Like if I'm in a good mood, I'll be like, yeah, I crush it. I'm the only person in this band without a music degree playing with all these people who have that. And like, that feels good. But then on the flip side of that, I'm like, I'm so unqualified. I'm so bad. Everybody must know how bad I am. Uh, and yet, you know, they like me or something and they're letting me stay. Um, but like, it's not like I've gotten better at like my craft necessarily I mean I hope I have just through like years of playing but um I I think it's more so that I just like we were just saying like I just power through the nervousness because it feels good to play music with people I like and it feels good like I have a lot of um like focus issues that I've started to kind of realize and um playing music with a group of people has helped me um kind of have an outlet to where I like really need to focus on on performing and like not letting the people around me down um so it's like it, it has way more benefits um just performing in general is like something that I that I've realized about myself like I was saying I always have had the urge to to do it and now um at age 26 I'm finally starting to realize how valuable it is to me and how much I want it to be a part of my life so where does the um where does the comedy stuff come into all of this because so far we've talked a lot about your uh, musical endeavors and like performance through that um medium but um is comedy something that you've always wanted to to do on top of all of this stuff yeah i think so um which again is hard to grapple with because when i was so when i was younger i was like really shy and um you know terrified of putting myself out there in like middle school and high school um, but like, I've always, I've always wanted to be funny, um, which is like a stupid thing to say. It feels stupid to say anyway. Um, but like stand up comedy is something that I've always been like kind of fascinated with. And I was like, oh, maybe I can try it one day. Um, way too scared to do it for my entire life until now. Um, and it, and it's been really fun. Like, it's just like, Again, it, it helps me focus on something. It helps me kind of write a little story and, and perform it for people and see how it see how people react to it. Um, it's been like a really fun challenge. Um, and then even with like the music stuff, like I love playing music. I love all the people I've met through music. I love teaching music. Um, but a lot of what's really cool about being in that world or that community is like the characters that you meet and um in in the 
mean the realm of like community band or marching band like there's a lot of wacky people out there um and who I love dearly but um I've always thought like this would be fun to to be in a show and and so something like a, a little passion project of mine that I've been working on for a while is like I would love to write a show about it um so if you're listening to this please don't steal my idea because I would be devastated um but like I'm, I've been working on writing a like a little show about about band um because I feel like that would be the best way to combine my two my two passions I guess Ugh, my two passions that sounds so silly but um like music and, and comedy somehow intersecting um would be would be really cool for me I was really close to kicking you out of my home <laughs> studio again when you groaned about saying talking about your passions because that's what the whole point of this show is is that I want you to talk about your passions and um I mean I'm biased because I've known you for what like almost 27 years but yeah I think your passions are cool um and I want to hear you talk <laughs> about them damn it and the people want to hear this I mean I don't know I don't know if the people even are going to want to hear uh me talk so <laughs> I guess I can't make any promises but um but that's really cool to hear and um and you know it's the first episode so I think I'm gonna probably keep it short and sweet I don't want to uh put anybody off this early on in the process so um thank you so much for for coming on well, thanks for having me. Um, this was fun. Never done this before. Um, never been a guest on a podcast. So, um, it's been, this is, I don't know. This is, it's been cool. <laughs> it is, it is hard to talk about. It's really hard to talk about yourself. Um, but I appreciate the, the outlet. Well, I've never hosted a podcast before, so this is a new experience for me. Um, and I guess I have it easy because I'm not the one who has to go on and on and on about myself for, <laughs> right. you know, half hour. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you again. Um, where where can the people find you? Where can I, do you have any plugs, any projects you're working on? Anything you want me to point the people towards? Well, I would love to say that I'm going to be starting my own podcast pretty soon, but um, that's, uh, I don't want to steal your idea, um, but uh, what projects do I have going on? Um, nothing. I have nothing going on. Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you want, though, at Julie Keefe, spelled J-E-W-E-L-Y-K-E-E-F-E. -E -E. um, I have a little music accountability progress tracker account thing where I post like usually just like covers of songs and eventually hopefully original music um that is uh Julie makes music at j-e-w-e-l-y and then the words makes music which hopefully you know how to spell <laughs> awesome uh you can follow this show on instagram at curing my stage fright um spelled exactly as it sounds and uh yeah thanks for tuning in uh julie thanks for coming on uh definitely don't start a podcast um the world is not ready for for two of us <laughs> oh god no all right well um thanks for tuning in everyone uh, i'll see you next time i hope you all enjoyed the first episode of curing my stage fright 
It was super fun. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you want to follow the show, it's at Curing My Stage Fright on Instagram. You can also email curingmystagefright at gmail.com if you feel so inclined. Um, thanks again, Julie, for being such a cooperative guest. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, Sam Levine for making the wonderful podcast music that you're listening to right now. And thanks to Kelly King for making the lovely podcast artwork that hopefully you're looking at on your little phone screens. Um, all right, new episodes will be out every other Monday, so stay tuned and I'll see you then.